Charlotte Soccer Show World Cup banter is back. Day 15, round of 16. Gesslin, we have had a few days off. It's your man Danny Brams, Matt Gesslin out there in PDX. Uh, we've had a few days off, but the uh, the grind is getting to us. I, I mean, if it wasn't for the days off, I don't know if I if I probably have had to, to take today off. But uh, the tournament goes on 15 days in. How you doing, brother? I'm doing good, Danny Brams. Uh, today would not have been a day off for me, of course. Uh, Libre <laughs> went this morning. Uh, nice well, we never take a day off watching, but we have. sometimes we take a day off doing correct, a video. Correct, just right, you know, correct. Well, watching more day. intently, of course, because my team was playing today. So, right. you know, tomorrow maybe take a little bit more of a relaxing watch. But, yeah, uh, after a, you know, pretty good performance, another star-filled performance, uh, we can leave it there. Uh, Libre move on and uh, have a wonderful matchup against – uh, England in the quarterfinals that uh, is going to be setting up for so far as we get halfway through the the round of 16 uh, two really good quarterfinals uh, with some with some European blood and and obviously one of the favorites in Argentina so a yeah, lot to look forward to your dream of the Senegalese moving on to face France uh, did not come to fruition that did not in no. retrospect in retrospect maybe a bit of a of a uh bias pick just you know more, more of a heart pick than a head pick hoping that you could get an easier matchup for your french correct right correct but you know what there have been some upsets and i have some upsets in the making and maybe tomorrow those will come to fruition since we didn't have have any today uh you know vegas you know you never know what will happen in vegas so i put a couple of bets down uh for some some upsets to happen tomorrow we'll see if they hit uh today was pretty much today and yesterday or today and yesterday was pretty much chalk but uh you never know in this tournament, and there's always a surprise or two in the round of 16 in the World Cup. Well, we've got to, uh, to, to we've got a lot to talk about. We got France looking great. We got Mbappe yep. giving us an all-timer new gif. If you if you saw the his reaction mm -hmm. to the second goal, it was absolutely amazing. England moves on. Harry Kane yep. gets a goal, and so we got to do it. We got to bring in the Godfather, Johnny Hayes, live in Vegas. Speaking of Vegas. How you doing, Johnny? The uh, the view looks amazing. Where are you at, kid? Uh, Viva Las Vegas! I'm here. I'm, I'm pumped to be on the show. Uh, I can't. I can't believe it's it's day 15 of the World Cup. This this half of month, if you will, have been yep. has been unbelievable. And Absolutely. I'm at the Bellagio. I'm on the 27th floor. It looks like a green screen. It looks like a backdrop. <laughs> this is real. That's real. This is absolutely real. It, it's, it's we call him the Godfather for a reason, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, look where he is put up today. So I, I take the banner us. off just to raise the screen up even even more. I wonder. Yes, if yes, exactly. Oh, look at that. Oh, there it's, it is. There there it is. Yeah. yeah, give me, give me the, give <laughs> had to the go full screen. screen for sure. Yeah. The cars yeah, are moving yeah. and everything. No green screen there. You can tell it. That's live. Yeah. Live shot from the 27th floor. Johnny, how we doing? It's great to see you guys. It's great to be on the show again. I'm <clears throat> like I'm already drooling over the quarterfinal matchups, and I, and I know we still have games to go yep. tomorrow and on Tuesday. The reason why I'm getting on a red eye flight tonight is because I didn't want to miss tomorrow's action. Right. I was just kind of thinking of how could I fly back to Charlotte and make sure I didn't miss anything. And the only option for me was tonight to get back. So I land in Charlotte tomorrow morning around six a.m. Get back to the house. And then the match will, will get started in, in a couple hours after that. So, so I'm pumped about that. And, you know, I, I, I've had a good week here in Vegas so far. It, it's been a profitable week. How are the games? Been, how are the, how are the it, tables? How's the books? It, it's, it would have been a more profitable week, profitable week if the United States advanced. Uh, I, I bet with my heart. I'm glad yeah, you took I the went flyer. with the squad and mm -hmm. they didn't get through. I didn't take them to win the match. I took them to advance. And there was a, there, that, that moment of hope. That glimmer, that like two minutes of time yep. in the game. I said, wait a minute, we got a chance here to get the extra time. Yeah. Before when it was two one, I thought I thought we were gonna do it. I honestly I mean, you know, obviously what what am I gonna say? We're not gonna do it, but I thought we were gonna do it when it was two one for sure. And the way that, that that goal went in, of course. Yeah. The way you know, the, oh, the goal. Don't yeah. even like, – you guys broke it down. I watched the show. I, I just wanted to share it with you guys. I don't well, I, mean, I don't need you guys to to have to recount those events fair because point. it's still fair tough point. to fair, think about. Fair, fair point. It's still a little sore, sore subject. We, so. we had games today to talk about. And your man, yeah. your guy, Harry, Harry, Sir Harry of Kane, as he's mm -hmm. known uh, to friend of the show Mike Slipsky, put one through. And uh, England looked great. France looked great. You got you guys are flying high today. Geslin, this is your territory. The, uh, the French are through. Mbappe looks like the best player in the world, and you must be feeling like you've got a chance to win the, I mean, the World Cup. Red, blue. I mean, we're going for it now at this point. We're we're serious level here. I mean, obviously one of the big the big rivalries that we get to look forward to here in the quarterfinal, which is gonna be 
probably the toughest test uh, for at least, you know, either of these teams. I think this is kind of one of your, your matchups here. That's going to really kind of dictate who's going to win the tournament. I think England obviously was a favorite. They're starting to find that machine kind of uh, getting through the gears, getting to, you know, putting balls in the back of the net, Kane scoring, like you said, Danny Brams, uh, you know, Jude Bellingham has just looked absolutely phenomenal game in, game out. Mm-hmm. Jordan Henderson that came in rings early for sure, you know, only played the, the last game in the group and, and stars in this game and gets the opening goal for England. So uh, again, that matchup is going to be fantastic. Killian Mbappe, as you said, John, just, in, just enhancing the stardom that he has right now. Um, those two goals were just absolutely brilliant today. And, uh, what can you say about Olivier Giroud, all-time French leading goal scorer? So yeah, uh, what a day! What a day! And what a, what what a like you said, a drooling matchup to look forward to. Just just looking at it there, England versus France. Yeah, uh, that's good enough to be a final for me. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And it, it's a quarter quarterfinal match, and, and and the Netherlands against Argentina as well. I told you guys earlier. I said that you know Argentina for me for the four teams that went through maybe the worst performance to get through against oh, yeah. an Australian team. Yeah. So I'm on the record. You can go on the athletic. You can see my, my pick. I'm on the Netherlands in that match. I like it. Switched over to the, uh, to the actual France uh, sheet here. So we could just take a look at sort of the, uh, the sofa score ratings and the whatnots. Uh, anybody stand out beyond Mbappe to you as you were watching Matt from your boys, from your, <laughs> Secondary I mean, home, secondary. Country. I think I, you know, I tweeted about this during the game. Um, you know, of course, every, a lot was brought up about France and their injuries, especially in the middle of the field coming into this tournament. Uh, you know, Truamini has just come in and, and just absolutely made it look as if nothing has been lost. Right. Right? Of course, you know, can you ever replace an Angola Conte or Paul Pogba in there when they're fit? Probably not. But this I mean, kid, Conte's, I don't know, man. Conte's not the Conte of he's 2018. Still, he's he, not. No, correct. Close. You're right. He's not the. He's not the Conte from 18. I, but I was shocked when goal. I heard this commentary from from the TV coming at me when I was watching this match. That was like, you know, I can't believe France is able to do this without Conte. I'm like, have you been watching Real Madrid play? Like, have you been watching Conte play in recent years? Like, yeah. Chumani is the truth. You know yeah. me. I have the huge bias towards younger players. I'm. A, I'm huge on the the fantasy game so rare, which emphasizes you know young players because you you invest in players and keep them for a long time and they have special divisions for younger also. So I'm kind of like my fantasy leanings always push me towards like supporting those. It's like a players, stock but, market. Everybody yeah, yeah. talks about the stock they bought when it was low and then it right, exactly right. right exactly. No, nobody that, nobody yeah. buys the stock high and goes oh right, look right. how much money and, I made. And that's why part of that game is so fun. But like. I'm just bringing that up to say that I've no, I had like no doubt that Chuamani was going to be like completely fine, and he's better than Conte at this point in their careers. And That's hard it, to say. It, it, I mean, it would have been fine. It, to your point, he's a, he's a, he's absolutely talented, right? And you see it week and, in week out on Paul the league. But they're actually missing Paul Pogba. Please, don't give me that crap. They're not missing I mean, Paul Pogba. But there's something to be said about the experience. They both won the World Cup last time out. You know, I mean that. Yes, they're a little older. They, but again, and and I'm not discrediting anything you're saying. You know, Chuamini's been an absolute talent, and that's what you're seeing here in this in this tournament it was more a question of is is he able to take on the big moment can he take that on at this age and grow into this tournament lead this team from the men because of how important that midfield is you know rabio having to essentially do two roles as Kylian mbappe stays pretty forward for this french team really kind of uh that attacking presence 24 7 as opposed to coming back and really helping out so again chuamini kind of controlling that midfield with griezmann letting rabio really kind of own that entire left side by himself. Um, it, you know, again, a lot to add and ask from a kid uh, that's, you know, the defending world champions. And he's delivered and absolutely delivered, you know, high, high level of football uh, to this point. A big test coming up that that English midfield is no joke. Um, you know, and, and they showed it today. They dominated the midfield. Um, those three players, again, uh, you know, Bellingham, Henderson and Foden just absolutely just in possession there. Um, just crushed, crushed Senegal, and and it's going to be a big test for France. And of course, the back lines of both is going to be a big question. You know, France is a little bit deeper, um, but Harry Maguire up against Kylian Mbappe—that's the nightmare matchup. That if if you're you know if you're England, um, if they pull him out wide, then you have Giroud coming in behind. So you know, a lot of different matchups to look at from that perspective. I think that's where you're going to see the differentiators. Is is you know, in the in the 18 yard boxes of each team, and, and it's going to be an interesting matchup because in the middle they're so so equal, um, even more equal than what we talked about with the U.S. 
John, I want to ask like you. A, 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 Danny, let me just jump in here real quick. You know what sticks out like a, a sore thumb on this uh, lineup sheet here? It's the keeper, Hugo Lloris. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. The man you're very familiar with. His he, work. He's a six. He's a 6.4 rating. Uh, he's the lowest rated player on this, this French team. It hasn't been a, a great club season mm-hmm. for, for Hugo. Uh, and you saw some of the, the gaffes that I've seen, <clears throat> excuse me, on the pitch for Spurs pop up again today. It did, didn't hurt the French, but you have to be more sh- shorthanded than, than Hugo was today. And, and it's a day that he becomes the most capped player in French history, right? Yep. So, yep. you know, there's there's this juxtaposition here. It's like, is Larissa's experience beneficial to France as they move on into the quarterfinal and potentially further? Absolutely, it is. Mm-hmm. That being said, is he at his peak performance right now? And Mandanda did. Mandanda played the third group game, right? He did. Yep. He didn't. He didn't look bad. He's not playing. He's not playing. I mean, he's not playing. And, and I'm just saying. I, I love the the nervousness that you both are trying I mean, to make Hugo feel looked, here. Hugo and looked, I get it. Hugo, Hugo was shitting himself for, uh, at one point in the game when it was still not a one proposition, and he like let a ball get past him, and he like dove backwards. I mean, he let's looked, not forget, he gentlemen. Let's not forget the the goalkeeper on the other side is notorious for a, a moment of his own too, and uh, we haven't seen one of those yet from this tournament. So. Uh, let's just hold You're the brakes on Hugo and all of his, uh, you know, all of his mishaps. Although they are, they are definitely nerve wracking. I think Johnny, you and I have talked about it. He's one of my concerns as far as this team going all the way through. Again, having those little blunders, it's nothing when it comes off the end of uh, the back of Robert Lewandowski's head, who has no idea where it is. It's another thing when you're playing Brazil or somebody else that's constantly putting you under fire. Um, so it's a, it's a little bit of a concern, but. We're not we're not changing him, and this is you know his tournament uh, to to see out. So let's just hope he can keep he it together. He, he did <laughs> yeah. wear the armband, so yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah he's the captain for Spurs too, and yeah. you know whether he should be the captain on Spurs or, or the captain on on France. That's a whole other conversation we can have another day at this point in his career. But I will reiterate to have a six point four. In a three-one win, I mean, right. you gotta be really trying hard right. to have that rating as a goalkeeper right. in a win like that. Well, I mean, you saw it. I put up the stats there: one save, fifty uh, percent passing rate. You know, fourteen only hit fourteen of twenty-six passes. Just, just really didn't have much to do. And then when he did have, when he was called on, he wasn't he wasn't really ready. He did he did save Lewandowski's penalty, right? And but it was but it was called back. He got uh, Lou. I got a second attempt. So. I don't know. Did he was his foot off the line or? Did, uh, I, don't, I, don't I mean, know. as long as you know the at that point in the match, you know, I guess as the uh, head rules official for FIFA stated, um, it's, it's about the bets at that point. Yeah, yeah. So can we, can we, we get, get into that, please? Yeah, yeah, and that's and I want to get into that for sure that. because I have a question for you, John. Based on where you're at, you're in Vegas. What's the what's the gambling atmosphere around a big time World Cup game? Because many people. In our audience, many Americans know what it's like to bet on football, bet on hoops. We don't really know what it's like to have big bets going on a soccer game. So I want to hear about the atmosphere and just how much fun it was to like watch a World Cup game in a huge, giant Vegas sports book. Well, by far, the, the most action came when the United States played the Netherlands um, on Saturday morning. Uh, I, I got into the sports book around 6.30 to make sure a.m. Pacific time to, to get a seat. And by 6.50, the place was absolutely packed. And, you know, sad to say, there was like one diehard Dutch fan in the building, and he happened to be like five feet from me. And <laughs> found his way to you. Pretty, pretty early in the match, I gave him one of these. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> but but he but he certainly had the last match and I told him uh fantastic performance in the Netherlands. Amazing. amazing. But it, the, the atmosphere is great. Now, you know, today I was early over at the Mandalay Bay and it's you can you can walk from the Mandalay Bay to Allegiant Stadium where the Raiders were playing the uh Chargers, the LA Chargers, and it was absolutely lit compared to first thing this morning when I was over there when when France was playing their match. Um, so I think like ultimately in America today, like the action is still in the national football league, mm-hmm. but, but there's still a lot of value out there. I think ultimately people want to get in and figure out exactly how to bet soccer. Uh, I, I 
overheard some conversations about if the match goes to extra time, does this mean I lose if I bet them to win? Right. So I think there's a lot of people that still don't necessarily know how it works mm -hmm. um, the, to advance, win in regulation time, does injury time count, all of that. So I think there's, there's still ways to go for, for the casual fan. But ultimately, it's, it's becoming a huge part of the sport, the global game. It is that in Europe, right? Um, Matt, when you and I went to the North London Derby at Wembley oh, Stadium, yeah. I, I placed a bet on Spurs in yeah. the stadium. In the stadium, day, right? Yeah. Throw a fiver on it, right? You know, yeah. just take a punt. That's what they call it, just taking a punt, right? Yeah. Just and like, by the way, it was a, a one-nil uh, winner uh, on that day. On that, that we didn't see, by the way. Just want to point <laughs> that out. That was right after halftime. We were having yeah, a right after halftime. We were enjoying ourselves, and uh, we missed it. That's okay. So ultimately, like you, the what's happening here is the betting is becoming so important to the point where they say it on the broadcast. And that's why we wanted to bring this up. I, I can't believe, I still can't believe this happened. I, I, they, they talked about making sure that the penalty was taken correctly because it impacted the betting markets at the end of this match on Fox. Yeah. Mark Clattenburg yeah. word for word said, we have to make sure there's a lot of implications, you know, bets could be impacted. And I, I could not our, believe our if, fantasy pool could be impacted. Inter, yeah, That's exactly. true. Fantasy pool, which of course it was. We'll get to that uh, a little later. But I, Johnny, I was with you. I couldn't believe the man said it on television. I mean, just given everything that's been going on with FIFA, not, not to mention just the, that you're supposed to be the referee of, of, you know, the head official for the tournament. And so. It's like, I, Mark, did you have over three in, the, in that situation? Yeah, what did yeah, you have? Yeah, a, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. it's an, it is interesting. I'm curious to find out what's, you know, of course the betting will still continue with the United States out. I'm curious um, to see kind of what that looks like from a, you know, Vegas perspective as the tournament goes on, you know, if that continuation of betting from the soccer perspective is still that high to your point, or if it does drop off. And then of course the fan, you know, just how, how is this going to impact the tournament uh, from a U.S. perspective or are bars going to be as, as involved, you know, what's the, what's the local community going to look like as well? There's still a lot of great soccer, the world cup. We talked about it with your wife about how involved and, and, and just how awesome of, a, of an event it is where people just that aren't necessarily fans love to see, you know, the Senegal Senegalese dancing team in the crowd or something, just something that brings them in. And I'm just curious to see what the impact is going to be for the sport here in the States, especially now that the team is out. Two words, one person, Kylian Mbappe. He's the man. He's next Damn. in line. He, he is a global superstar. And it started today, right? And, and Danny Rams, you think he's got the gifts? He's got mm -hmm. the moves? Dude. He, he has the ability to transcend everything. Breaking news, by the way. I, I apologize. While you guys were talking for a second, I just looked down at my other screen. I, I, got my, I posted a little video of Kylian doing the little, the little deuces and the salute. And it just got deleted. It, I got I got my Twitter account locked for posting copyrighted material. So uh, you know, well there you there go. You go. But, but I just loved it so much, and you know, it's it makes it's funny. Like I assume there'll be a better, cleaner, uh, more high quality version of that gift popping up in places all uh, very soon, anyway. And you're right, John. Like he's just so fun. Like he's like the man for the moment. I I, I can't see. I can't see France losing this World Cup now just with the way he's playing. You know, like he's, well, I've he's got England like, in the next round. Uh, you got action? Yeah, I've got England. In the I, did, I did love my friend, and I do love him until until Friday. Uh, from there on in, we'll have to just wait and see. It's definitely not coming home, but uh, we'll just leave it there for now. I think that this this match sets up pretty well for England. Right? It does, and that's and that's why I do like England. I, I think ultimately, when you think about what England's strengths are, it's the right back. It's Kyle mm -hmm. Walker. It's not Matty Cash. He's dealing with Mbappe on the wing there. I think Kyle Walker has the pace to potentially – he's not going to put Mbappe in his pocket, but he's going it, to – it's not going to be Matty Cash. It's not going to be the yeah. Poland defense that, that Mbappe is going up on. So, I, I, you know, I, I ultimately think that England has a chance to get through, and I wouldn't be surprised if this is the match that we see. If, if, if none of the other uh, round of 16 matches go to extra time, which we're still do, aren't we? We're due. We're Something's due. Happen we're very new at this point. Yeah. But if, but if we don't get it in the next couple of days, I, I think we got a chance to get it in this this England this France match to be an be an ultimate classic. And that's why I think England's going to be the underdog in this match. And because of that, that's why I like them. If you tell me England's the favorite in this match, I go, 
give me France all day long. <laughs> so it's just whoever the plus is in front of is who I would who, who I would take in this. And Harry Kane gets his first goal. Potentially, he he starts to feel a run of form there. Mm-hmm. The midfield's playing well. Jude Bellingham. This this is what the World Cup's all about, man. And just mm-hmm. Rams to your point about like you know. W- w- are Americans going to be interested in this, Matt? I think you were talking about this as well. Like, who cares? This is for the real ones. Like, right? Yeah, game. exactly. Yeah. If, the if ratings don't, don't this, matter to me. I'm going to be yeah. watching. So, yeah. yeah. If you don't yeah. enjoy this, like, not my problem. Right. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the final, the final will still be the most watched sporting event in the world, right? So it, it'll still have plenty of viewers. If it's so hilarious. In the first half, I kept seeing all these tweets that were like, "Oh, Maddie Cash." Oh, Matty Cash raising some, you know, raising his stock in the world, uh, the, you know, with this game. Like, oh, people are going to be talking about this Matty Cash performance for a while. And then the second <laughs> half, it was just like, but no yeah, one I was think, tweeting about Matty Cash. I think, yeah, six, I think was, only uh, Hugo had a worse sofa score rating than Matty Cash at the end of the day. So uh, it's yeah. the it's the golden rule. Yeah, don't tweet until the game is over. Right. I've never right. done yeah. that. Any sport. I've never done that. I've never texted not... either of you. I've never said to you guys, oh, it's over. You know. <laughs> Oh, but it is, I, I, John. I, I agree with you, and obviously, I know we're spending a lot of time with this. I disagree, here. guys. I don't think England has a chance. If they come, no. England played scared of Senegal today. I mean, they they set up defensively, trying to like contain Senegal with almost with Luke Shaw almost playing as like almost a third center back most of the time. If they're scared of what Senegal can bring without Sadio Mane, I, I think they're in trouble with Griezmann and Mbappe going up there, and all time leading goal scorer for his nation. And the most handsome man in football, Oliver Giroud, Olivier <laughs> Giroud. Sorry, I missed the pronunciation there. But uh, you know, Arsenal DNA, despite his uh, time at Chelsea, unfortunately, I I, I, I love close. France. I think France wins this easy. I think France gets up early and doesn't look back. You were so close until uh, until Oliver Giroud. But I let it fly. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, no, I don't good. disagree with you. But you know, I think to Johnny's point, you know, there's there's a lot of opportunity here for for England to to make a statement. I think they have the players. They have. But Kyle are you guys Walker, thinking Kyle- that they're going to shut France down, or are no, they gonna, no, no, they, no? I, I was going to say, I was say and, right? and as Johnny said, Kyle Walker is not going to put Kylian Mbappe in his pocket, but he's not going to give up two goals and an assist like Matty Cash did. Maybe it's one goal. You know, but that's still England has enough firepower. They're the only other team that scored as many goals as France in this tournament. They could have put a bunch more up today if they really wanted to. To your point, Danny Brams, I think, you know, they sat back a little bit similar to what the Netherlands did to us yesterday. And that first goal was almost a carbon copy the way they passed through that defense, you know, that that square ball back to Henderson, almost look exactly as as Memphis Depay's goal yesterday. So, you know, take take it for what it's worth. I think. There hasn't been an upset yet. I think you're seeing the the big cream of the crop rise, and the, especially you know the tournament is is kind of evolving. The managers are getting a feel of how their teams are doing. Um, and again, just another example of, of what that other matchup is going to look like. You know, an, a manager who knows his team in Louis Van Gaal, uh, Johnny. I know you're you're very high on the Dutch here for this matchup against Argentina, but uh, a t- similar type of thing. Matchups are going to be key. It's tactical now at this point, and and it's really coming down to. Who who is the best of what they what they do? And this is that's what we're at the round of sixteen. I mean, let's be real. The World Cup group stage is fun. Yeah. But it's big boy soccer time. Yeah. Right? yeah. This is yeah. uh where where the, the real managers show up and can impact high stakes matches, right? Yeah. In the group stage, you've got managers who are making decisions about lineups. Hey, who can I get some rest? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. do do we necessarily need to throw this guy on in order to save some legs for a third group match if it's necessary right now it's knockout style and danny brams i know you love this balls to the wall soccer and you have to be prepared for not just a 90 minute plan you gotta be prepared for 120 minute plan. yeah mm-hmm. and that's why today you, you the three of us went back and forth about gareth southgate's decision to leave marcus rashford on the bench mm-hmm. and i actually love that decision i think it's smart because talk about an ability to super sub one of the paciest players in the world who knows how to to get out there and, and get a goal with 30 minutes left in the match, even if it's 1-1 really, really, really late in the England-France match and Rashford is still on the bench, you can put him on in the 80th thinking that you still can get 30 minutes, right. 40 minutes out of him knowing right. that it goes to 120. I will definitely concede England's bench – far superior to what France can offer. So if the the longer the game goes on that England can sort of keep it 
keep it, you know, uh, as an even game, the better for them. I definitely agree there. Man, but I just, just think like, France will blitzkrieg him. I just think France comes I'm, I'm out. I'm fired up. Can we play right now? Can we just go? Yeah, Can I, get, yeah, yeah, I, I don't want to wait till Friday. This yeah. is what it's all about. I mean, it's, yeah. it's day 15. Yeah. This is this has been a slow burn until this point. Yeah. And just one other aside, you know, I was having a conversation with a couple people today who don't really know the global game of soccer really well. And they said, like, is Kylian Mbappe like the Michael Jordan of, of soccer right now? And without hesitation, I was like, yes. Like, yeah. He absolutely is. The fact that both Ronaldo and Messi have scored, what is it, eight and nine mm-hmm. goals at the World Cup for club, the fact that Mbappe is already basically even yeah. with them. Yeah, at 24. At 20, career-wise. 20, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, over the yeah. career. Yeah. Whoa. Can, he's he's going to play two or three more cups. Yeah. I think I saw a stat that Messi's goal – the other day was his first goal in the knockout stage mm-hmm. ever in World Cup history for his yep. career. So like, so Mbappe has already beaten him there to which just today, and <laughs> just with one game already. Yeah, so, I mean, scored a know, goal in the cup. You know, it's it's the Charlotte Soccer Show coming up next. Is Lionel Messi overrated? We'll be back after this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're the man with the T's for sure. <laughs> That's going to be such a good matchup too, though. I know we're we're kind of uh, you know closing in on time, but we can certainly keep going if we want. Uh, you know that that matchup though, again, it's it's just such such a good one to look forward to. Messi is he going to be able to kind of carry that team? I know we've talked briefly about Danny Brams, and you know he doesn't have to anymore. He can kind of be a little bit more of that kind of come in and and, and make that playmaking or that moment that needs to happen. But he doesn't have to carry the team. And and, and John obviously. You know, they were one of your favorites going into it. Do you feel that Messi's going to kind of carry them further at this point now that we're into this tournament, or is he really going to be able to lean on the rest of those that talented group that he has with him? Well, I think there's actually been some some big disappointments on the Argentina squad. Uh, I think Martinez is somebody uh, that has not made an impact that I expected to make an impact. I picked him in the pool. Uh, I, I went against, I, I faded the public. I said, who can I get on Argentina that yeah. might score some goals? And he's unable to get it done. I thought uh, Argentina's back line, I thought, would potentially step up. Christian Romero, somebody that gets super high marks, who plays for, for Tottenham. Uh, on the back right-hand side, I thought potentially he could get in the box and, and make things happen, scoring some goals. I'm just afraid that Argentina is messy and 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 nobody else. Like that, That's ultimately how I feel. And I know that... You know, Matt, you feel potentially different than he has a supporting cast around him, but I'm not necessarily bought in. I want you guys to sell me. Like, who is this if the supporting cast around Messi right now? Spider-Man. I mean, you have Enzo Fernandez. I mean, Julian Alvarez, who, who Danny Brams is so high on. I think he would have finished mascot. a couple of those goals. He obviously finished one earlier in the game as well. Blunder on, on Australia's goalies part, but the, he still put in the net. He scored um, twice this cup. Yeah, he scored twice. I mean, you know, there. Uh, like I said, Enzo, and Enzo Fernandez – um obviously did he scored it, twice off the bench he did yep and then you know no, no he, he had, started he started the the he the started the last game yeah yeah yeah. Oh, he did yeah he started yeah. on that right wing he came off he yeah. scored and then right. came off exactly he's, uh, he's, he hasn't yet to see his 23rd birthday Julian he's Alvarez, the guy so he's yeah. the guy that's what i'm saying sell me if you're gonna yeah. sell me on somebody i think i, I think you you sold me on him he but and I, he's I, not a striker the funniest thing is they play him as a striker he's not right. a striker he is a he's like a he's a karos wadersky you know in terms of a, a guy who can play striker, but he's actually much better dropping a little bit further back and play and doing that creative playmaker role. But and, and grew up playing play. with with Julian Alvarez at, at River Plata, right? If Danny Brams is is, is that correct? They both played together on that. Enzo, team. yeah, Enzo was there. Yeah, Enzo so, was kind of on the bench behind Alvarez, right? A lot, uh, two years ago for River Plate, and then uh, then then and when Julian went to go to start at Man City, Enzo like went nuts, and then uh, Benfica brought him over really quickly. So it'll be interesting, John. I mean, to your point, I'm not sold as saying that they're as talented as as France or England, but it's not just Messi, I think. And I think there's there's an opportunity. To your point, though, I think I wasn't as keen on the Netherlands going into that U.S. game, but now they've definitely made my eyes open a little bit more. I think this is a much tougher game for Argentina than it would have been had they just kind of coasted through the U.S. or, or, um, you know, kind of squeaked one by, I guess. Um, I, I think this is a tougher matchup. I still like Messi and Argentina. I think this is Messi's year, but I, John, I don't think it's as easy as you thought. I thought it you're was. picking Netherlands, right, John? Yeah, and the reason why is Louis Van Gaal. Right. Uh, I mean, the reason why I was so okay 
with the United States' loss on Saturday morning was because, like, I just wanted to go up to Louis Van Gaal's, uh, you know, and him and his coaching staff and just shake their hands mm-hmm. and be like, like, let's go shake their hands. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, the and Dutch least, masters, right? They did right. it, you know? Like, it, it was like, like the perfect tactical game plan. I told you guys during the match, like, they set the trap and, and the United States fell right into it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think ultimately they're getting back in there. Um, their their team room until the match and they're going to come up with another game plan for Argentina and and I trust uh, him to get it done and I think what you're seeing from from the Netherlands and what you saw in the match against the United States and I think what you saw in the in the, the group stage as well because remember the Netherlands got through easily didn't they didn't play their best soccer mm-hmm, but they right. got through easily there was no drama on the third day right. for them to get through everything has been clinical for them so ultimately when they have a ball out onto the wing and when they throw it into the box, if they have a big chance, my expectation is that it hits the back of the net because they've been so clinical. So if they're able to do that early, they could upset Argentina. There's no doubt about that. And then who knows from here, this, this, can we get in tomorrow's matches? Can we yeah, talk about tomorrow's? Yeah, of course. Yeah. We, we got, got all the time in the world. We got Japan. I mean, the blue samurai, right? Japan, Croatia. These you tease on that. You said you got a couple underdogs, guys, and that's why I wanted to get to this, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I think you and I texted each other in the group as well, and I'm dead serious. So, if you haven't placed this bet, please go downstairs before you leave for the airport. <laughs> I'll uh, definitely go downstairs before I leave for the airport. Okay, I figured you would. So, if you didn't put it in yet, <laughs> definitely put it in. I, I, I am dead serious. I, I mean, I think, I think that tomorrow you're going to see maybe one of the biggest upsets in, in, world has soccer maybe history. two maybe, maybe two, two. Is co- yeah yeah is what you're but, really trying to tell us i mean well japan croatia is not as big as upset i do think korea is going to take out brazil i think neymar uh not having as much game time even though he seems quote unquote is healthy um is is questionable for me i think not playing he's only played 80 minutes in the entire tournament in that first game so he hasn't played gotten up to speed of the tournament south korea you know the way that they press i think you know, a lot of what you see, and of course, talk about a talent behind him that can help fill that gap. But, you know, that Brazilian side is just absolutely filthy loaded. But they didn't look the same without Neymar in either of those two games. Now, I get, I, I understand it's like you said, Johnny, you move through the group stage, it's resting some guys. It's, you know, especially that third game, they definitely put a B side out there. But Neymar's coming back. I understand that, but he's not like I said. He's not in the flow of the tournament. He's not played with these guys for. I could see him coming out early. I could see him coming. I agree. Out I agree. And I, something just doesn't feel right about it. And and the way, like I said, the way South Korea pressed and the way South Korea played in the group stage, and they they came back. They won that game late against Portugal. There's always an upset in the in the World Cup. I think this is your one that you're going to surprise people with. Japan, Croatia, not as big an upset. I think the Blue Samurai advance. They're they're All playing right. really well right now. All right, I could see Japan beating Croatia because I think Croatia is just old. And even though they've played pretty well in the tournament, I think they are gonna—they're due for a bad performance. This this Korea over Brazil take is madness, absolute madness. Neymar is back. They Brazil, you're you're basing everything off the fact that Brazil did a completely rotated side in their third group game, put in a bunch of guys who have never ever played together or trained together in a competitive format, and still. You know, played okay. They they lost it on a late goal when it didn't really matter. They did lose to Cameroon. I get it, but I just don't. I just don't see it, man. I just like Neymar's I, coming back. I honestly think if they had needed the points in that last match, Neymar would have been there anyway. They already had the group locked up. I think Neymar was available to play. Uh, you know, not not to get mystical about it, but I mean, I I think this is a factor. Pele Pele is on death's door right now. Pele is like in being treated with end of life care by his doctors, you know, his body's like, he's going to, and I think that's going to fire up the Brazilian team. I, I, I can't see them not having a little like extra verve and pep in their step, knowing that like the spiritual godfather of their entire footballing nation and project is, is passing on to the next, you know, the next plane of existence. I just, I, I don't see, I don't think there's any way Brazil can lose this match. Uh, you mentioned Pele. I mean, disheartening news to say the least. I mean, the World Cup has has been bizarre to begin with, and all mm-hmm. of a sudden we're we're here in the middle of it, and and one of the the greatest players of all time is seemingly near the end of his life. So I mean, mm-hmm. hopefully he's able to pull through, and there's some positive news in regards to that scenario as well. But 
you never know. Um, so, so clearly that that could be weighing on on the minds and the hearts of this Brazilian team, and they could go out there and play for him. And they certainly will. I think ultimately looking at this squad here, um, I'm concerned with Richarlison uh, being your number nine at the top. I just don't think that he has been uh, the guy. Uh, I think it's been Gabriel Jesus. And the fact that now Jesus is out for the rest of the tournament is a big problem for Pissot. Yeah. So Richarlison, if, he's ha- if he has a bad game, who comes in to, to get the goal at the top? Big problem for Arsenal, too, to lose uh, Gabby Jesus for yeah, real. Yeah. But uh, Richardson has the best goal of the tournament, man. He had the self-assist, like, half-bicycle kick to it. Like, uh, he has a brace. I, I think Richardson's fine. And, uh, Danny Brams going into this tournament, you know, that was the, the – off. And, and sorry, I take a step back, obviously, to reiterate the, the point you guys made. Both of you guys made, and, and obviously we we wish Pele the best. Obviously, the one of the – icons and, and so synonymous with the world cup, just what he meant to it and, and winning it, you know, as meant three times the way he did carrying Brazil. So, um, you know, that being said back to the team, I think the defense always concerned me, Danny Brams. And I think that, you know, the age, the, 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 obviously they have the experience back there, but you look at this, this back line, you know, what has Alexander Alexandra done at, at Juventus this year? Juventus have been pretty poor, uh, you know, Danilo, not that much better on that, on the right side. I think, I don't think Danilo will play. I think that, that sometimes sofa scores projected lineups are a little rough. I believe that he I'm played the sure first Mark- game. I mean, he played that opening no, but he's, game. He's on the hurt right. now. He, I think he's hurt now. I'm pretty well, either sure. Way, that, and you're going to have, yeah. a, like I said, the, the way that Korea press and, and kind of attack you the way that similar to way the, the Japanese will attack Croatia. Um, you know, I think that's kind of where you're going to see some, some errors from that back line. And then really, are you going to have Casemiro be able to connect the, the midfield from and the defense? He's going to have to help out there. You know, Lucas Paqueta, Paqueta is not going to come back and be your defender. He's really that offensive winger for for the, you know, that that central piece there. So that's my concern is that back line. How do they handle that press? Uh, you know, Yunming Song can, of course, do something magical at any moment in the, in, in the tournament. Um, one of the best players in the world. So he's he's a threat. Can they shut him down? Probably not. He's going to get one or two opportunities. Does he capitalize? I just think it's it's kind of there for the taking as an upset. I don't think it's not a, it's not a shoe in. Of course, it's a blowing you know people's minds to hear Brazil go out in the round of sixteen to South Korea. But if you look at it, it's not a slam dunk in my opinion. And like I said, this tournament's full of surprises, and 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 this might be one of them. Can I make a, one prediction that if I go downstairs, I'm not sure if they're going to have these odds on the board. Um, is that there will be tears after this match. Uh, Sonny will cry either way. Yes, win yes, or loss, yes. And Neymar will cry in a loss for yeah. sure. Yeah, exactly. Neymar during will cry loss. during for sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Did you see, I saw a post that said Neymar has a, a close-up, like a very close, uh, super zoomed-in picture of the of the World Cup as like his uh, his background photo on his, on his phone. Someone caught that screenshot. So he's very wow. much uh, in cup mode. I honestly think he could have even played in the second game if he had felt that he'd been needed. I, I, I know it hurts to get kicked in the ankle 50 times like he did in their first match, and it was pretty swollen, but ultimately he's not really suffering any muscle or ligament damage or anything like that. He just he just has a swollen ankle. So I think he's going to be at full strength, full speed. I think the Koreans are a little, little lucky to be here. Certainly not due for – their effort is unquestionable, but – the balls bounce their way a couple of times, as can happen in soccer, also. And I just, I just don't see Korea even stand a chance in this game. But. My big question, Mark, is, and I'm a huge fan of He Chan Huang, and right. or excuse me if I'm butchering this pronunciation here, Huang. No, Huang, yeah, I, I believe that's you. You've got it. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, yeah I'm not. He's a big time player on Wolves. He's a player that I that I really enjoy, and when South Korea brought him on. I said, wait a minute, this yeah. is a really big time substitution in this moment. If he wants to connect with Sonny, we could potentially get a goal here. And that's exactly what happened. So look for look for him to potentially start. SofaScore has him here. And then Cho, the number nine in the middle. By the way, you know, we all know how Sonny is as a Korean superstar. But he's 30 years old. Mm-hmm. He's he, he could have one more World Cup in him. And I was so happy to see him get that assist because I thought he was pretty poor uh, in yeah. the group stage, and I thought he's been pretty he's been pretty poor for Tottenham throughout the entire season. So this guy Cho, like, watch out for him. He's big. 
He's got an eye for, for goal. He's 24 years old. And by the way, he is an absolute heartthrob. The Koreans. <laughs> this guy could be in, uh, in uh, a K-pop band is what you're saying? They, they love this guy. And for me, he's one of the stars of this tournament. I'm just so excited to see him go out there in that number nine role and try to get a goal against Brazil. If he scores against Brazil, Sonny, take a step down. You're no yeah. longer the Korean superstar, my friend. So, Sonny might have to sweat his uh, military service exemption at that point for sure. <laughs> but not, not, I like the heat map for Cho. He's making – this is his full World Cup heat map, you can see. He's make, he's like founding, finding little pockets, and he's got some nice red pops in the box. And that, that's what you want from your uh, – from your playmaking attacker for sure. Yeah, it's gonna be I don't know. I, I like the Korean team. I, I like the Korean team. I just it's Brazil is Brazil. And you know, you pick against Brazil at your peril. You know me. I'm I love a wild pick, I love a bold call, and I respect the hell out of the pick, Gesslin. I just uh, you can send me the money. If you if you want to burn the money, just send it to just I can give you my Venmo. <laughs> you should have it from the fancy. Do I get the I same mean, odds yeah. or how does that work? Or <laughs> you know. I mean, if you just want to give money away, I'll take it. You don't we'll need to see. give it to. We'll see, uh, Danny Rams. We are halfway. It hasn't been an upset, like I said. So, four more games to go. There's going to be one. Is it? Is it this one? I don't know, but there'll be one. Before we go, can I give you guys an, an update on something to look forward to? I know this is World Cup banter, mm-hmm. um, but it's just it, uh, we can make it just banter. banter. It's it's it's, it's also the Charlotte Soccer Show. Tomorrow is three weeks from Boxing Day. When this tournament ends. It's go time. Right. I mean, that, yeah, that, yeah. I, I just want to throw it out there that there was a lot of consternation. There was a lot of drama about this World Cup in the middle of the club season being played in November, not in the summertime. And ultimately, push comes to shove. Yes. Put it back in the summertime when it's in the United States, Canada and Mexico in 2026. It should be in the summertime. That being said, this has not been as bad as people imagined. No. Like, if you like the, I think game, the first couple games were. Smart, well, First couple of games were shit compared to about compared to what we're yeah. going to see for the next two weeks. Yeah, exactly. You know, this no this is going to yeah. be epic. Yeah. And then after this epic, you know, run of play for the next two weeks, it's it's go time once again. And by the way, Danny Brams, you know, we get through Boxing Day, we hit the New Year, we get into January, and all of a sudden Charlotte FC is in camp for the crown, baby. Yeah, it's coming so, back. It's uh, well, I'm really well, looking forward to the MLS schedule release here at the end of December as well. We don't have an exact date for that, but like that's like. A huge, huge, huge. Are you, are you uh, guys firing back up the the wagon for that one, or what's when? When is when can the people get oh. more Charlotte Soccer Show podcast back in their life? I would say within the next week or so. Johnny and I, we were talking about it earlier, uh, early this morning, about how how we're itching to get uh, get back to some breweries uh, around here and drink some I winter mean, beers I, for sure. I'm more than happy to fill in for you guys, but I'm sure the listeners are tired of hearing my voice. I know they're waiting for the legends to come back. So I think they're just tired of your sports bigamy and trying to support the U.S. men's national team and France equally. I, I, I don't get that. You know, the U.S. is red, white, and blue. France is blue, white, and red. I mean, sure. there's there's no, absolutely my color no, my colors are very limited, so I'm very. It's just the orientation of them, which is totally fine. Well, for for me, you know, I, I don't. I can understand it. I just never experience it because Ireland is never in the world. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can show you guys both passports if you really need confirmation. I mean, so I, I have a I have a really good friend who tries this. I've, I have a really good friend who have, has tried this shit for years with both the U.S. and Ghana. And he's mm. like, oh, I love I love U.S. team, but, you know, the Black Stars, baby, I got to support Ghana. And I'm like, Dude, you can't do that. You can't do it with mm-hmm. Ghana. You can't do it with France. You can't. I mean, it's, come on. Borders, well, man. Until they play each other, Danny Barnes, I don't have to worry <laughs> And you're forced it. to so make we, a decision. Yeah. We don't have now, to And even it. Mike Slipsky, who was a guest on our show, likes to pretend he's an England fan from time mm-hmm. to time. So, yeah. you know, it's just, yeah. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I should lighten up the stance here and just let everybody have a second team. I, I, I don't know. Put a pull out on that. I don't know if you guys have a guest plan for tomorrow, but if you don't, hit me up. I want to come back on the show. Let's do it. We'll think about it. We'll think. Let's about do it. a quick. Uh, if you want to go, Johnny, we're going to do a just quick look at the fantasy pool here, just because it is kind of uh, our our thing that we do. And I just want to fantasy pool. Go, what fantasy pool. What are you before, talking about? Talking before about. you disappear, <laughs> what's the what's the latest take on the uh, Hayes family battle here uh, between oh, John? Uh, and oh yeah, I think I'm I'm having bad internet connection here. I got to go, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
cruising along. She's been four or five spots ahead in, ahead of me for seven, eight days now. And there's absolutely nothing that I can do. The fact that Kevin De Bruyne is no longer um, in the competition, which, you know, you talk to her, which, by the way, you know, amazing uh, to see her on the show. Making we loved her. having her. Yeah, she oh, did God, a great job. Ever had, yeah. yeah debuted awesome to see her on the show just to, to know that she's kicking my ass makes me proud because you know it's it's something that you know when we first started dating rachel and i um you know my love for the game she she realized that and got on board and now she has a love for the game too and look at this we're, we're doing the, the world cup pool which by the way i finished third four years ago in this pool right and you have a proud tradition four years later i can't even you know <laughs> win my house <laughs> You did make up so, ground. You made up 20 points today. So who, who knows how, where you know, things will, not over. Uh, will we go did, now that KDB's out. We did out. ask her, though, about what the what the wagers were going to be. So we're curious if you have any chore wagers that you would like to consider for this wager. We, we agreed as, a, as the group that it was best to do it about chores around the house and not anything else other than that. No, oh, she'll tell you off air that I'm terrible at doing chores around the house. <laughs> uh, we don't need to go there. Yeah, we, we don't we don't need to go there. But I, one thing I want to do is as I try to to do that, where are you guys in this? And and there's one person that I've been wanting to shout out this entire time. Sure. About their performance let's, in the pool. If you can go all the way up to the top. Let's find Geslin real quick, who's just hovering right and he's never been able to get out of second gear here. Unfortunately, he's yep. he's just always stuck in the middle. I've put him a, a pretty nice performance, but today today officially buried me because Mbappe went nuts and I have Griezmann. I had 47 points on a day where people were all putting up you know yeah, you need an mbappe today yeah mm -hmm. so I, I blew it today but who are you looking to shout out up here at the top who do you think man michael volak absolutely yes. crushing it in the pool when's he coming on the show uh he, it's gonna have to be soon for sure we will invite him especially as he as he stays up in the top three we've had level up luke mm -hmm. on uh yep. volak crushing it today with 114 almost took down the prize but definitely made up some Big ground, jumped three spots back into the top three. And I got to watch the U.S. men's national uh, team game with Volak. And uh, it, we had a really great time. He was asking me questions. He was so happy to, like, be part of the pool. And I love to see him doing a great job. Where is uh, the, the winner for day 15? Who, who was the winner? Day today? 15 winner is our first ever, we made history in the pool, repeat winner, Scott Worley. He, uh, he's down in 22nd place. So he really has no shot to win it, but he has made uh, – he's profited on the tournament here with 121 points today, took down his second daily prize. Let's check his team. I, I think he has the Mbappe captain. He's, yeah, he's got the Mbappe yep. captain. He had uh, – who did he have else that played today? Uh, he had Koulibaly who put up not too many – Koulibaly only had two or three points, but the Mbappe captain gets you, you know, on the doorstep of being able to win the day. Who's his English player? has got to be Kane. Yep, Harry Kane for England, and then his pole, and he's got Lavandowski. So that uh, that penalty kick that they had to make sure to get right for the gambling purposes, it played uh, at the sports books and it played in our pool because Lavandowski's PK goal ended up winning the day for Scott. Well, that that those three are the difference for for him because I had all those three players as well. Um, who was so. your uh, Who was your Senegalese? Uh, Mendy, mm -hmm. the keeper. And yet, and yet, Mendy went. Mendy went. Got stuck with the negative. He was like minus three today, so he just couldn't yep. make any saves. Well, Mark Clattenburg at least helped out uh, Volak <laughs> here today. So, yeah, he, he certainly did. But let's get Volak on the show. We got to get him on the let's show. Do it. That's the mission. Um, ne next couple of days, or at least we've got a break, right? It's a couple of days this week mm -hmm. with, with no action. Yep. yep. Yep, we got uh, four more round of sixteen games, and they finally—it's been soccer every day since the tournament started, but up up till now, so pretty insane. I know a podcast in the name that's pretty good. <laughs> I, I am a subscriber to that podcast. So Volex up in third still. Uh, our, our our top two are not changing lately. Uh, yep. They they lost some ground today, but Sebi Charita and Kevin Knapp just absolutely crushing it. Uh, at, at this point, if you're outside the top 10, which I just happen to be just barely, you're probably not going to climb up to win. You may be able to get in the top four, but maybe you win a daily prize. You never know. I'm counting on Jao Felix. He'll get me there. We're still not out of it yet, Danny Brams. I don't know about that. But, uh, yeah, we went a little long today, but I think it was well justified. Love talking some high-level soccer with guys who really know the game and love and know the fun of the game. You guys, these, these episodes are, like, so much fun to do. I keep saying it's more about the vibes than the views. Just, just the chance to see. It is about the view on this episode, though, John, because that view behind you, just the chance to just, like, stare into the background of your – 
screen right there has been worth the the price of admission on this episode for me at least you know what i'll say is is that um i i arrived here in vegas on friday night and just to kind of share what type of lifestyle happens here is that um this morning sunday morning was the first time i saw this this view uh, <laughs> after arriving here friday night <laughs> right and i'm yeah, assuming was... uh first class back uh, you know the 27th floor and and first class back or how we uh mr hayes or what's well i'll tell you i'll say this the athletic is uh business partners with BetMGM. mgm the bellagio is a bit mgm property so yeah they hooked us up there's no doubt about that but as far as first class back hell no i'm in an aisle seat on the red eye about halfway <laughs> back tonight so let's see if i can get some sleep well, we wish you safe travels back. Would love to have you back on again, Johnny. Uh, best of luck on any final wagers you have downstairs as you walk out. Uh, please make sure you put mine on the book. I want that. Officially. I'm going to go down there and, and uh, uh, send you a photo of the tickets. I'm going to go Perfect. down there right after I hop Perfect. Off. Danny Brams. It's we'll for the it cup, again baby. tomorrow. <laughs> I thought you were teeing me up for the for the the tagline, bro. You're you're pulling a Charmin. You're pulling oh a Jess Charmin. You know, she at least at least you know what it is. Where where's Jess on that leaderboard, by the way? Dude, you don't Not great. know where Jess I wasn't. Is. I was uh, gonna tee him up though. That's the thing. He jumped right in. It wasn't just you know he. I, he I, I maybe you can I guess you can blame me yeah just just to check on it's Jess, always about me she did today. remember we talked about uh, this it's always about Jess me. moved up a spot she's just hovering she bounces back and forth between 39th and 40th place uh <laughs> each and every day depending on who wouldn't be a bad idea to have Jess back on the show to talk uh England France mm -hmm. uh big preview with Geslin big England France France uh preview let's get a wager on there between between you two guys uh, I'm in. girls and gals I'm in I'm in I like that idea. boys and gals yeah, I, 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 I'm, I have to tell you guys this, like, seriously, though, um, what you've done with this show uh, throughout this this World Cup has been fantastic. Like, uh, when you think back at World Cups, right, I always when we when we do content, I always say, like, when you look back at your content, are you going to be proud of what you did? And is it going to be something that stands the test of time? Like, and ultimately, that's what this World Cup banter show does. Like, I think four years from now, we can look back at some of these episodes and we'll have a window into the past. Like, yeah, these takes about sure. Mbappe, Messi in his final tournament. Like, you know, yeah. it's not just going to fade off into the to the distance, like in, in, into thin air and just disappear. And I think sometimes content does that, right? It's like if we came on here and we talked about the tactical setups tomorrow or predictions who's going to start and then said goodbye it's like yeah like nobody wants to listen to that in four years but if you bring some culture into it you bring some lifestyle into it and you talk about having somebody like rachel on the show having bullock having level up luke like four years from now we might be like friendships evolve you know it's like yeah. all of a sudden like you can look back and me, say me wow, and level up luke might be married you know at that point <laughs> who knows you never know anything hey. could happen in four years hey let's go down the little white chapel here <laughs> you, know, you guys can fly out here and get it done <laughs> well uh, not no i think uh the sentiment is felt both ways johnny thank of you for that johnny. Uh, thank you for that we we enjoyed every minute of it like danny bram said um we haven't been every day uh we did take a couple breaks just as needed but We've had a blast doing it. We've loved having all of you that are listening. Um, you know, if, whether that's there's, one there's only eight match days left. There's only eight there's left. Only eight and match days like I said, one episode or all the way through. Um, we thank you every single, every single one of you. And, and Danny Brams, um, I will set you up this time. So until tomorrow, as always. <laughs>